your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host. Well, I guess you could say co-host now, uh, Chris Maselli of the Lockdown Avalanche podcast and joining me now and forever into perpetuity. Um, yeah, I, I had mentioned the other day that we're moving into the next phase of the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. And for me, that was bringing in a full-time co-host. And there was one person on that list, and that was Kyle, because Kyle's joined me. Well, he's been on every Friday for a while now. But I had you on here and there, just random times, pretty much for the duration of this show. And, um, you know, we we hit it off, you know, from from guest spot number one. Yeah. Um, when you emailed me saying, hey, like the show, would love to come on, had you on. And, and from then on out, it was just like this uh, this brotherhood. It <laughs> was like long lost brothers. And on top of that, I could always rely on you. Like anytime I was like, Hey guy, I want to jump on. You're like, yep, let's, let's do it. Um, and you know, I love talking hockey with you and you know, your avalanche stuff. And I just thought, you know, I'm over 400 episodes into this thing. Uh, you know, now is the time to, to kind of maybe move forward and bring in a full-time co-host. So that is where you came in. I threw that idea out to you. You jumped at it. Uh, I don't think the smile has been off of your face since then. So, uh, welcome aboard, my friend. So we're gonna we're gonna crush that. The audio has dropped. Here we go. There we go. We're, see, day one, we're already having issues. Uh, the audio is. I was, I was saying, we talk all day anyway about hockey. So this is just going to be like our normal conversations. But yeah, um, this is going to be great. I, yeah, I, I love that you're here every every single day with me. Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely honored that you uh you came you're like, "Hey, bud, I got this idea." And I was blown away that you'd come to me with this. Like it's been we've been at this a while. Like you it was like the 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 Fandom Friday and then like we did like a couple of those and then like the COVID shutdown, you're like, "Hey, bro, let's just do let's just co-host this thing. We got to talk about yeah. this." And like we we talk all the time. So, I know. This is, I don't know how our chemistry is going to work, but we'll give us an old college try. <laughs> well, we even did like a, a, a spinoff show that had nothing to do with Locked On, yeah. um, where we got to kind of geek out and talk about Star Wars and comic books and, and all that other stuff. And uh, and then you got into stuff with Belly Up, which you're still doing. So yep. uh, I, I didn't want to put too much on your plate, but um, no, you've always been been kind of like the a, a go-to for me. And I'm like, I, it wasn't that tough a decision to for me to say like, no, br- bring them, bring them on full time because uh, you you are as passionate about the avalanche as anybody that I know, uh, and honest too, and not yeah. just a you know a, a fanboy who you know doesn't even if they're playing horribly doesn't doesn't try to sugarcoat things, uh, and that's what I think is good for people who listen. So uh, and that that's what we try to do. We don't even I remember I go back to the. Earlier this season, when Landis got uh, suspended, uh, neither one of us were sitting here like, 
that shouldn't have happened. That's BS. Yeah. Like, no, like it, it probably should have. I flipped on that because like, once again, department of player safety is just, you know, completely, I have no clue what's going on with them. So <laughs> I thought they were starting off on the right foot with the Landis dog suspension, but they've proven me wrong. Yeah, they, um, they gave up. They used all their, yeah, they exactly. used their, got their quota. They're done. They're on cruise yeah. control. Yeah. So, um, so if you are watching on YouTube right now, you can see Kyle's, uh, Twitter handle on the bottom of the screen. You can follow him on that. Um, and you can follow the, the avalanche show locked on avalanche show, LOP and underscore avalanche on Twitter, uh, locked on avalanche and Instagram send emails to locked on avalanche at gmail.com. And of course, follow the show's uh, YouTube channel. So uh, happy to have you on board and let's jump into some stuff. Some avalanche news before we get into tomorrow. It's a very big game against the Montreal or Montreal. That's the next day. Toronto is the first game. Um, I wanted to bring up Patrick Waugh because his name is getting brought up about being a GM in some capacity to the Montreal Canadiens. We all know how that went down and how, you know, he unceremoniously left and was traded to the avalanche. We were the beneficiaries of that. Um, going back to, if he does to Montreal is, is kind of weird because of the way he left. But I threw this up on Twitter saying like the way he left the avalanche as a coach was because he felt like he wasn't getting enough say in player personnel decisions and he wanted more of a say and Sackick, you know, has the, the end decision. He's the end decision maker. And it was enough for Watt to say like, uh, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to have more control. Okay, fine. If that's what you want, I wish you would have done it earlier and not, you know, as a month before the season started. Um, so now the rumors are that he's interested in this Montreal job. But my question is where he's going. Jeff Gordon has been named a number of positions, one of which is general manager. So if they hired why he would be behind him, below him, where he wouldn't have the final say in player personnel decisions. So the exact reason he left the avalanche, he's possibly maybe going to Montreal to again, not have the final say in player personnel decisions. Is that a little bit confusing to you? (laughs) I don't get it. I, you know, honestly, if you would have asked me this question about a year ago, I would have said that there's no chance that he would never do this, but the, the timeline of events has been, the writing's been on the wall that this is going to happen for a while. Um, If you remember, I think it was, just a couple months ago when he signed an agent and made it public, like I would like to get back into the front office in some capacity. Uh, Montreal was hitting their run into the playoffs at that time. So those stories kind of went away. You kind of thought, Oh, nothing's happened in the Bergevin. Like it's, 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 it's fine. But then they cleaned house and it was on that playoff run. They honored Patrick Waugh and he was in the building. And after that, um, when his playing days, when he got shelled and said, this is my last day in a Montreal uniform, you thought he was never going back. But there he was in the middle of a playoff run getting honored. And you're like, wait a minute, something's <laughs> up here. And sure enough, like his name's at the top of the list. And is this his way of getting back in Montreal and like trying to make it work? Because he can speak French. And right. that 
is his upper hand on a lot of other names that are floating around for these positions because Gordon can't. Right. I don't think he's so, yeah. as far as so, I know. Okay. But that's the interesting part is like, first of all, I thought Wah was wanting to get back into the NHL in a coaching capacity. You know, he's never done anything GM wise in the NHL. The only position he ever held in the NHL is with the Avalanche as a head coach and did a very good job. So I thought he was going to want to jump back in as a head coach to want to move up from that to a GM. You know, okay, guys have done it. I mean, look at what Sackick's done. Uh, but and now he's, you know, I mean, whatever. It, like he, he's, he's, he's done a masterful job. But um, I think this is because things I'm hearing is, you know, I don't think it's long term for Gorton to have this position. And they wanted to bring someone in, maybe like Wah, to to groom him. And then Gorton can step aside if he stays with the Canadians, if he goes to a higher position, and then that person can take it over. Then I can see Wah being okay with, you know, not having those final says for a couple of years, maybe two, three years at the most, and then he takes over. But um, <clears throat> I could not see Patrick Wah accepting this position if he does, knowing that there's no end game for when he takes over. He's going to want to know right off the bat that I am taking this over in X amount of years. And if it's not a short amount of time, I don't think he takes it. Cause I think he, you know, his, his, his ego is, is on full display and he is not going to sit around for any more than I think than, than two or three years before he's given full reins of this thing. And, you know, I thought that he would want to get back into the coaching foray and get back to what he knows but after you saw both like GM and coach be selected for Seattle and a couple other moves have been made and there are coaches on the hot seat right now that haven't yeah. been made for that call for Wah, which which tells me that he's holding out. Like he could have he could have taken that Seattle job. Either he could have been in the front office or behind the bench, and they would have given him the world. That yeah. That shows me yeah. Patrick Waugh is very selective on where he wants to go. Yeah. So I know he was in the running for the for the New York Ranger job. Exactly. He exactly. Was. So uh, I think their hiring of Gorton to kind of train Patrick Waugh is showing this like mutual like interest between the two. They want Waugh to be successful. They want Gordon to help him understand how things go in that role and then turn Gordon back to television and then <laughs> <laughs> that we have the evil empire yeah. once again in Montreal. You know, and I say his ego is on full display. I don't think it's that inflated where he thinks that he can just jump into a GM position and run the show. So he might be looking at it as like, this is the perfect opportunity for me to, to, to not be the guy that has that final say, learn for a couple of years, and then I can take it over in full. So it might be set up nice for him to go that route. Uh, but being, you know, it's just one of those things he, he's, yeah, he's always going to be a, a Canadian. He's always going to be an Av. So you follow him wherever he goes. And is it one of those things where you're going to root for him? If, if he does take this job, I mean, they're not in our conference. They're on the East coast. Do you just keep an eye on what's going on in Montreal? If he gets this position? Well, the way that he left Colorado has a lot to do with that. I think a lot of Avalanche, a lot of Avalanche fans are torn. Like he's done so much as a player but also done so much as a coach 
It also brought into the advent of Bednar. Um, there's a lot of mixed emotions when it comes to Patrick Waugh amongst Avalanche fans. Like you like him as Waugh the player, but yeah. Waugh the man in the suit, you're not a big fan of. Well, you were until he left. Yeah, true. Not, you, you know, so there's so much. You're right. There's so much uh, stuff going on in Avalanche fans' heads when it comes to him when how he left. <clears throat> so, be interesting to watch. I think we'll probably hear something relatively soon. We're gonna have to make a decision on this pretty soon. So, all right. Um, getting back to to the guy who make calls the shots for the Avalanche. Could they be in the market for Jake DeBrusque, who has asked for a trade from? the Boston Bruins. We'll talk about that, but first we are going to hear from Primal Origin Oils. And this is stuff that I can definitely talk about because it's uh, beard care. So uh, if you or someone you care about has a beard, hi, uh, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with a product. Primal or Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low with a low impact on our planet. Primal Origin makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel and beard products available. This is due to the exotic carrier blends with oils like raspberry seed, rose ship, and chia seed oils. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. So check out primaloriginoils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products. Use the promo code locked on to get 20% off at checkout. And their combo kits make a great holiday gift if you're shopping for yourself you will be glad that you did. And I can attest to uh, the importance of beard oils and beard balms because I have a lot of people say like, I grow, I want to grow one. And then it gets all itchy. And I'm like, well, do you use anything for it? And they're like, no. And I say, well, that's why it's itchy. You need to put stuff in that bad boy. Uh, you know, you you put beard oil or beard balm within in your beard in a day or two, your itch is gone. Yeah. Because a lot of stuff's going on underneath there and you're getting like dry skin and it's uncomfortable, but and people just shave it off right away. Don't do that. Beard bombs, beard oils, itch goes away and you look awesome on top of it. Um, all right. Also brought to you by Built Bar. And, you know, the holiday season is here. Is it not, Kyle? You can hear it everywhere you go. Are you are you uh, getting your Christmas shopping done? Is it in the process? Where do you stand with that? We are in the process. You're in the process. All right. Bill Bars, great stocking stuffers, man. Yes, they uh, are. You know what I mean. So uh, we talk about Bill Bar all the time on this on this show, um, and there's always some good flavors coming out. They just came out with a brand new one. They came out with these. Uh, they call them Bill Bar Puffs that are like a marshmallowy texture to them if you kind of like the marshmallow are you a marshmallow fan or not oh yeah are you because i'm not a big marshmallow fan but again built bar does something for the everything they make is is fantastic tasting mm -hmm. even me who doesn't like marshmallows i can eat these things they're really really good um so definitely head over to built.com use the promo code locked one five to get 15% off of your order built bars they're the perfect stocking stuffer for the holiday season all right, uh, Jake DeBrus has asked for a trade from the Boston Bruins. 
Avalanche, it just well, it seems like the Avalanche are interested in everybody as, yeah. as they, they should be. They're a, a hockey team. They should be, you know, checking everybody off on the list who's available. Do you think that they're thinking about this and entertaining this? Um, like I said, it seemed like they were interested in him not that long ago. Things have soured for him in Boston. Um, and like I talked about a couple weeks ago when, when Vegas acquired Eichel and does that force the avalanche hand to make a move just to keep up with the Joneses? I guess, I I mean, teams do that just to make a deal because the people above them have made a deal. Where do you stand on this? The abs do this or, or how much do they entertain it? Honestly, if you would have asked me this last year, there mm-hmm. might have been a chance. Yeah. I mean, you you went in with the, the knowledge of the expansion draft looming. You knew that you were going to lose somebody. Uh, DeBrusque would be a good plug-and-play guy. I mean, he's a winger, so you just kind of you would roll with that. Just You know you're losing Don Scoyer, Joster, whoever in that draft. We'll plug in DeBrusque. That'll be fine. This year... I don't know if that's the option that we want to go with. We now just have the offense going where we need it to go. Mm-hmm. Um, right. They finally they finally got their flow and they're working together. Is adding a Jake DeBrusque um, going to benefit? It's not like he, he, he doesn't have veteran experience. When you hear Boston Bruins, you think cups and dominance and almost like an empire. DeBrusque wasn't a part of that. Like this is well, he played he played for the Bruins, but he wasn't part of that dominant Bruins team that we know. But he was expected to be like the next wave of Boston Bruin, um, and he started off good. He started yeah. off with a really good career, really good foundation. His numbers have decreased since then, um, and when that happens, he's only twenty five years old. Um, it's one of those things. Or could it be one of those things where he just needs to get out of there and and get into a new environment um, and and where he can you know he, he can he can fit somewhere better? Is that Colorado? I don't know. It's not Boston like that. It's almost like that ship has sailed. Uh, there's no coming back from the the relationship between him and everybody in the front office and behind the bench. A move is going to be made, and both sides were like. It wasn't like he came out and said, I'm requesting a trade and the Bruins have been silent. The Bruins are like, fine, we'll, we'll find like, I think we're at the end of this relationship. So he's going to be moved. And I think, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to watch wherever he goes. If he just comes back to life, because when you're that young um, and, and every year your numbers have gone down, it can mess with you mentally. And I don't follow this situation all that much, but I'm willing to guess that's a part of all of this and why he wants out. We also have to realize that every player that demands for a trade or is getting ready to move, we're not going to make into Valeri Nachushkin. Um, The same situation. He needed a change of scenery. He was two years without a goal in Dallas and came over and he is a efficient part of our lineup. Huge, right? Heart, heart and soul and gets you those dirty goals you need. Um, When it comes to, people ask you for a trade if you would ask me if i want jake debrusque or vladimir tarasenko i would have rather taken tarasenko with oh, the I health, yeah with the health Absolutely. problems and everything i would have taken yeah. tarasenko debrusque um it's hard to think of him fitting in this offense the way we do um 
I can see him fitting in. I, I definitely can. But like you're saying, like, do you want to upset where we see the avalanche heading? Yeah. Um, that is the question. That is a question that you have to ask. It, you're saying like if if this had been brought to, you know uh, brought up last year during the off season, yes. you would entertain it. Um, even if the way the season started, if the Avalanche wanted to make a knee jerk move, you might have entertained this. Yeah. But this is the, you know, and that goes to even where the Avalanche are now. Joe Sakic doesn't make knee jerk reactions because he might have made this move if DeBrusque was available, you know, a month ago. Um, so in that capacity, you might not see Sakic jump on this. And it would all, again, depend on what he has to give up. And I don't want to get into that because who knows what the hell I have to give up. But he was in on Eichel. Yeah. He wanted Eichel. And yep. the numbers just didn't work out. The The salary is way too much for the Avalanche to take on right now. Uh, DeBrusque's is, is, you know, a third of, of what uh, Eichel's is. So if you can make the money work, if you don't have to give up a heck of a lot, because he is a free agent after this season, he's restricted, but he is a free agent. So that's another contract that you have to, if you want to resign him to sign him, and what are the Avalanche doing with every single move that they make? They have their eye on a couple years from now when they have to sign Nathan McKinnon and Bo Byram. So you have to take all of that into consideration right now. And I don't envy Joe Sackick. And what you have to think about right now, um, we're about to go into a game against Toronto with Nathan McKinnon returning. And mm-hmm. we have Comfort returning as well. And we're now talking about who do we lose out of the lineup now with already established Colorado Avalanche players returning to this roster. Yeah. I don't think adding DeBrusque helps that at all. Like you have your core. It's not like there's a glaring need. Like these lines will produce at granted sporadic times. You don't know which line is going to go hot each night, but I don't think adding a single player, like if we would have had the chance to bring him through preseason and training camp, where he could see how things work and gets to know how Nathan is and how knows how to pass to Miko, I think that would have been a better opportunity for DeBrusque to join the Avalanche. But right now, as everything's starting to click and Nathan's returning, we got JT coming back. Like, I don't Where's know. Where's he fit? The, yeah, I don't know if this uh, is the time. And what if he comes in and then everything goes back to how it was at the beginning of the season? And then everybody's like, we should have never got DeBrusque. And then somebody who wanted to leave Boston now wants to leave Colorado. We don't. We don't need that going on right now. Uh, I mean, if he were to come in, you know, and everybody's healthy, the the top six is solidified. Mm-hmm. So he'd be in a bottom six position. But you're like, you're right. Like, wh- who would he take over for? Um, you know, it. You know, you have someone like uh, you know Abu Kubel who's playing well. Yes. since he's come over. And, and do you want to remove, do you want to upset that? But he, you know, that's an example of someone who just came over and just performed well from, from the minute he hit the ice. Why wouldn't DeBrusque be able to do that? Same? Why wouldn't he be able to replicate what he's been able to? So, and especially on a bottom six role, you're not, you know, you're not getting thrown into the second line and expected to produce immediately. You can ease your way in. You're not getting a, a ton of minutes right off the bat. I wouldn't be against it. I would not be against it. Uh, I'm, I'm not, you know, but the, the only reason I feel like the Az might have pause is because 
you know, he is a restricted free agent and he's making in between three and four right now. Um, but because his production has gone down, if you do resign him, it's not going to, it really shouldn't be an increase. You know what I mean? You're not going to have to go pay him four and a half, five next year because the production has, has gone down. So maybe you just sign him to a couple year deal. I, you know, I'm sure these are conversations that Joe Sack is having with his team. Um, but I, I, I like guys like this. I like guys that, that have all of this potential and you've seen glimpses of it. And then they start to sour on the team and they just want out like, like Nachuskin. I mean, that, you know, you sometimes guys just need a change of scenery. And I think this is, is DeBrusque to a T. And I would go after it if I was a Colorado Avalanche, to be honest with you. Yeah, I've, I think I'll, I think it would improve your team. I think he will if like if you're going to swap out like a Burkowski and like make that weird adjustment there. Like the only mm-hmm. thing with me is that contract. He's not that caliber of player. Like we did the same kind of move with Theo Fleury, mm-hmm. and he was up on that deal. But he's that caliber of player that you make that that rental move for. Like you know he's not going to be here. You're going to evaluate him at that time, but that's a tall task to ask for somebody whose production is steadily declining at this point. And yeah, it, it's a huge gamble that do the Avalanche make right now? Injuries have been a problem for us. Production's been a problem starting out the year. Is this the answer to both like health problems? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adding to production, possibly, but it's a huge gamble, and I don't know if we make it right now. If we do, I'm interested to see what pieces go back to Boston. Yeah. Is it going to be one of these pieces that we finally got going and added value? Be like maybe like Abakubel or um any like Jost, like they're good yeah. now with us. Yeah. Like they're and it would really hurt losing those pieces now. If you asked me at the beginning of the year, wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love this stuff. This is the stuff that I get excited about is, you know, movement in teams and where you fit into all of it, um, if at all. So uh, definitely something that I'll be keeping an eye on because if I'm the avalanche, I I do it. I try to, if it works, you just don't do it. Like Vegas just does whatever they want to do. And I don't know how they make it work. Uh, The apps have a plan. And if this fits in within their plan, I think it's a pretty smart move. So that's where I stand. All right. Uh, we'll hear from Bet Online, and then I'll get – I talked about Nathan McKinnon yesterday, but, you know, he's our superstar. So I want Kyle to get a, his opinion on what he's thinking uh, Nathan McKinnon's going to do when he finally comes back, So, which is uh, today. So Bet Online has you, has you covered all season for more prop bets, odds, and lines than ever before as the football season marches on. And the playoffs right around the corner. Bet online remains your number one spot for all these sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile device websites and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo kit, promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It's where the games start. It's betonline.ag. Uh, yeah, so I had talked about Nathan McKinnon yesterday and his return. Um, it's exciting. It's exciting when you when you know when you're playing well. I, you know what? It's exciting no matter what. If you were playing poorly, 
and you're getting a guy of Nathan McKinnon's yeah. caliber back, you're happy because you're like, all right, now we got our, our star back and, you know, we can start like producing more. <laughs> um, if you're playing well, it's like join the, you know, join the parade, McKinnon, you know, hop on board <laughs> and let's just continue this trend. So and that's where the avalanche are right now. And it couldn't be at a, a better point because you are going up against uh, the team who is just as hot as you are in Toronto. Um, I, I, I'm, you know, everybody's over the moon that he's returning. I talked yesterday about what I expect from him and how I think he he knows that this team can can win, obviously, without him. So he doesn't have to come in and command the puck and, and you know, just be the guy that, that controls the game. But he's Nathan McKinnon, and he will do that to some capacity. If he f- sees an opportunity, he's going to take it. What do you think he, you know, that's, that's my take on it. Where do you think he's coming in from sitting back and watching this team for three weeks? Well, he only contributed to eight games so far this year. Eight. We have played 18. We have played more without him than with him. Nathan McKinnon should know right now this team can work. They've done, they've made up for his absence. He should trust this team. A lot of what Nathan McKinnon does as a leader is when you're out there, if you're not passing right, he's gonna let you know. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if you're not taking the shot, he he's in Berkey's ear. We've seen that many times. He'll get in his ear. You need to shoot more. Right. He's been on the he's been watching this team. He knows they can produce. That takes everything off of him. And all we need Nathan McKinnon to do is be Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. And you're on, I mean, Wednesday night hockey versus the Maple Leafs. It's your trendy Nathan McKinnon, Austin Matthews. Like it's that matchup. We just need you to get out there and get back to business. We're not asking you to go out there and score a hat trick, get four goals. Just be productive. You only got one goal in your eight games, but you have 10 points, which means he's being unselfish. He trusts this team. Hmm. Just get out there and do what you do. That's all we're asking of you. And like we've seen this team catch fire and really get together without him. Adding Nathan McKinnon to this monster we got going right now, it's going to be incredible. Yeah. I think he's going to take the first, you know, five, 10 minutes of the first period to, to settle in and, and just, you know, get back into that game mode. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know what, maybe even give him the whole first period. I'm looking forward to what he does in the second period. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's where I think he's going to, all right, I got, I got my, my legs back. I got just the speed of the game down. Um, and he probably doesn't need the first period, but um, I think he just wants to to not, you know, maybe whatever his injury was, it was lower body, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just take a couple of hits on that. Even though he's been practicing, Gabe Moans are different. Take a couple of hits on that. Okay. Things are okay. And and then I, I, I'm looking forward to his second period because I think yeah. he that that's where he's going to take. You say we're not expecting four goals from him. You might get four goals from him tomorrow because he is looking to get back into the flow of things. All of all of his teammates, Kadri, uh, Confer was you know he got injured obviously. Ranton's coming around. Kale McCarr is being a beast. Mm-hmm. He wants a part of that action. 
Yeah. You know, he is not a guy that is just going to sit back and let all his teammates do the work and pile up the points. He wants in on that too. So yeah, I mean, is he going to score four goals? You can never, you can never predict that, but um, he he's damn going to try. And it's, it's that mentality that Nathan McKinnon can join the team with. Like he gets mad and frustrated and like, uses up all the gas in his tank because he feels like if he's not producing, they're not going to win. Like you can yeah. see it. Like he, the more the game goes on, the more, if they're down, you see, he just gets more and more frustrated that if I'm not the one scoring, we're not going to win. He now can see that like kale's on fire. Like he's taking confident shots. Mm-hmm. Nas is in there. You got Gabe doing Gabe things, defending everybody. Nathan McKinnon can just go in there and, do what he has to do, get off the ice, and believe that if it's not me, Kale will take up for me, Nas will take up for me, uh, Nuke, he'll get those dirty goals and get us right back yeah. in this. It's not all on me. And that pressure That's off right. of him, you might get four goals by accident. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you want that mentality of like, I, I want to take over the game, but you also have to know that it, it you can't do it all the time. And if they if they just have my number tonight, let me find other ways to facilitate. And I think sometimes Nathan McKinnon uh, has the mindset, you know, he has, he has that, you know, I have the tiger mentality where like I still can take over, even though they're shutting me down. I still can can figure out a way to take over, and that's good to have. And sometimes you can do that because you're making adjustments on the fly. But there's other times where you're just you have to say like, okay, uh, what else can I do? Rather than me be the man, what else can I do? And I have Kale McCarr back there. God, that's a nice safety net to have. You know, what I mean, I have uh, obviously Miko, who him and I have just this unbelievable connection. You know, and I think to come to that realization a little bit earlier. Then try to push, push, push every single shift that you're out there when when you don't have it for that night. There's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. because you have a deep team and feed those guys. And I think you see a little bit of that because he does have tennis or no, is it ten? No, Not, nine assists, nine assists. Um, and you saw that at the beginning of last season. He had a ton of assists beginning of last mm-hmm. season, and then the goals will come around. I got no issue on on you know him scoring goals. That that it's fine, yeah. but. I'm excited. I'm excited to see how he jumps in with this team that's been playing so well without him. I think he's anxious to, like I said, get in there and, and put his stamp on how this team is playing so well. Um, but he's he's a a he's a dog out there. Like he he wants to go go go, and I don't think you're going to be able to stop him doing that. You just want him to be a little bit more controlled sometimes when he does it. I feel. He's going to do good tonight against Toronto, but then he's going to catch his legs, and I feel bad for Montreal. Yeah, man, I agree with you. Because if you saw those clips from practice, he—that's he, practice, man. And he yeah. is—he's going, you know, he's running into walls. <laughs> yeah, and Montreal's awesome. a better matchup for us in the long run, anyway. So if we could get through yeah. Toronto with a win, Montreal, Nathan's coming for you. <laughs> You're in trouble. You're in trouble. So. All right, everybody. Well, we will be back tomorrow to talk about how the uh, the game against Toronto went down. And Shaggy Von Doon will be joining me for that because he's going to be on every single episode from here on out. Uh, well, you are 
you are moving too. So I don't know yes. if you might miss an episode here or there within the move. I could, I'll broadcast from the, from the Pinsky yeah. truck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we'll figure all that out, but he is here to stay. Uh, so get used to that face. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Glad you're here, man. Love to have you here. Um, be here. That'll be it for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. Definitely go check out Locked On NHL to get all the updates. They probably have some updates on DeBrusque as we speak. So head on over there and make that your second listen of the day. So that's going to be it for us. Uh, we'll be back to discuss some Maple Leafs and Avalanche. Hopefully a solid showing and ends up with a W for the A's. So thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow. Go, Abs, go!